This gospel message is brought to you by the redeemed Christian Church of God, Fountain of Love, Aberdeen, UK. Open your heart to receive this life-changing Word of God. Faithful and true, His Word is settled in heaven forever. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, I love to sing and sing with my unlifted to praise. Worthy of honor and worship you are, O oh God. Accept our sacrifice. Let it be one that's of a sweet smelling sour before you. And look down from above and bless your people today. Father, we thank you. You deserve the honor and the glory. In Jesus' marvelous name we have worshiped. Hallelujah. Come on, put your hands together for the Lord is worthy. And sit down majestically in his presence. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. We are all welcome once again in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Last time I checked, you were quite a lively church. What's going on? You still lively? Are you sure? Yes, Say, your God is very good, is he not? Yes. Tell your neighbor, my God is good. Yes. Hallelujah. You are all welcome once again in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, this, as you have heard a few times today, is the last Thanksgiving Sunday for the year 2019. And it's not 
often that we have the first day of the month falling on a Sunday. And God has been so kind, has promised that this month of December shall be our month of rejoicing. And that's why he says, and our anchor verse will be from Job chapter 8, verse 21, for the month. It says, he will yet, Job 8, 21, he will yet fill your mouth with laughing and your lips with rejoicing. The New Living Translation says, he will once again fill your mouth with laughter and your lips with shouts of joy. As you step into this month, your mouth shall be filled with laughter. It's also a time for us to reflect this first Sunday of the month of what the Lord has done for us all year. We all have different stories to tell, but something is common to all of us, at least if we think deeply enough, is that God has been faithful to all. No matter what you want to say, no matter how many on yet to be attained dreams you have, God has been faithful. That's why you are here today. And that's why the plan and purpose of God shall be fulfilled in our lives. It's also time for us, so please, if you are a volunteer worker in this church, the aspect of the Thanksgiving, you should have had that well articulated by one of our brothers, Diolu. It's a classic, short, that he gave us on why we should always thank God. So I won't talk about that this morning. But I will look at the other thing that we do when the year is coming to an end. We look at what the Lord has done. We also take a good stock of what he is doing, or possibly what is yet to do. So, we, we use the standard that God expects us to use, which is the mandate is given unto us as a church to judge how well this ecclesia, ecclesia simply means assembly, this coming together of people of God, how far we have done in what God has called us to do. Every church has or should have a mandate. Should have a particular reason why God called them. I don't believe for once that all churches are called to do the same thing. And you could see that from the book of Revelation chapter 2 and chapter 3. Um, it's a full list of the various things that God expected each of the seven churches to do. Only one of them actually passed, and it turned out to be the church of Philadelphia, which simply means brotherly love. So every church is called to do something. It's called to you know, spearhead the plan of God in a particular area. And so in 1999, uh, just about a year when this church was replanted, um, the normal naming of redeemed churches is that we say RCCG. Aberdeen, RCCG, Dundee. And so this church started as RCCG or Redeemed Christian Church of God, Aberdeen. And just like the churches of old were named, they were named after locations. But the mandate God has given Redeemed Christian Church of God is that we should plant many churches. So it's very possible that you have on the same street, a very long street that may be, that you may have 
more than one church. Let's start. In a town, you have usually more than one church of redeemed Christian church of God. You agree with me. In a particular locality of that town, you have more than one church. You agree with me. It's possible on the same street, you have more than one church. I'm talking about streets, and streets are different from streets. Uh, we were sometimes in Canada, and... Um, okay, let me just tell this story, just for you to relax a little bit. We were, we were in Canada, and... Um, you know, uh, we saw one of our younger ones, and we said, we are, we, are, we are in town. He said, oh, fantastic. Well, I said, we are here in your town. We are here in your city, your capital, your, your major cap, uh, commercial city, Toronto. Uh, there's the funny way they call it. I call it Toronto anyway. Don't worry, but they call it in their own way. So, um, and he said, we are actually at this moment, we are on Young Street. Ah, I said, fantastic. He said, he, he works on Young Street. Ah, he said, then, he said, we can just walk across. Where Young Street, some of you are chuckling already. Young Street actually happens to be the longest street in the world. 4,000 miles. Span the whole of Canada, enters into some. So you can imagine that when you assume that, you know, you are that close, you are not. So back to my story. So 1999, anyway, um, you know, we, because of the reason I've given you, Redeemed churches, they do have what we call aliases. So you don't just bear Redeemed Christian Church of God. You put an appellation after that or some description after that. And usually, if those things are well-named, they can be the focus of what the church has been called out to do. So anyway, to cut the long story short, in that particular year, I, I don't think I had a major revelation. I just thought that this church should be named, to be honest. Um, and we decided to name it Fountain of Love. And maybe a few months after that, well, people do have mission statements. Let's come up with one. I prayed small. Sorry, I prayed a little. And then and I wrote, and I wrote um, the, uh, by the special grace, but we wrote the mission statement down. But the, the test of the mission statement is that I've struggled over the past 20 years to see how I can improve it. There has been no need to improve it. So I started guessing maybe actually it is actually God that gave us that mission statement. Does that make sense to you? I, I tried. I said, look, it should be all encompassing. It should stand for everything we stand for. And so that is how the redeemed Christian Church of God, you know, the first parish in Scotland was born. And then um, everything we've been doing since then seems to center around what God has called us to do. So please put that slide on the screen for me, the, the mission statement of the Christian Church of God. It says, we believe that God has called us as a local church to care for one another and for those around us to reach out with the love of God to a world that is hurting and insecure and to get ready for the coming of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. What are the three main sections to that mission statement? Somebody wants to help me. You can chorus it from the congregation. Yes, please. Number one. Number two. Richard, number three. And when you look at the five-point statement of the mission statement of the Christian Church of God worldwide, it's almost essentially that. So, we, you, you may have noticed, and I need to make an explanation of this, that most of the things we do here, because if you are coming in for the first time or you've not been long around here, we may do some things that are a little bit not, may not sit well with you. For instance, we pray a lot for the need of people. Because if you've been of that church, you say, well, why we, we, we see that we, we are so consumed. Lord, somebody is ill. Somebody, you know, trying, you know, somebody is sick or ill. Please heal them. Somebody is looking for children. Lord, give them children. And everything seems to circle around. Lord, just do something for people. Well, that's because that's the DNA of this church. 
That's the mandate. We have to care for one another. So we bear that a lot. Sometimes God is now shifting our attention onto, you know, and usually people that come into a place that those that God wants to solve their problem. I repeat myself. The people that congregate in a place, if you are sensitive enough, is because God wants to use those situations to glorify his name. So if it has a preponderance of issues in our midst, maybe the developmental issues with children or blood disease or whatever, is because God is gathering them so that he can fix it. So it's only stupid a little bit of anyone to now walk away from that and be chasing what God is not wanting to do. So that's why if you have got particular issues that has brought the person here, you are hearing us, you are new here, or you just come for the first time today, and if we find time, we may pray again. And when the, um, um, the worship leader was leading, he was talking about God will give us joy, will bless us. But that's our DNA. We go after the needs of people because God says he has called us to do what? To care for one another. Amen. And so, you, you we bear with me that as we go on, that we always feature. And also, don't also forget, sometimes after we have settled all that, we then say, Lord, we pray that our community will be rich. You've heard of that before. That, Lord, you will save souls, you will bring them in because that is our calling. Amen. And that is not about to change. And I pray it will not change in Jesus' name. As long as there is need, there will be answers to those needs. And you should be the one that will come next in Jesus' name. It's important for us. I haven't said all that I said. That we pray. That we, you know, teach a lot about God meeting needs. We are quite aware that we have not arrived yet. You agree with me? That even we have not prayed as we should pray yet. Most needs are still not being properly attended unto because we have not prayed the way we ought to pray. Philippians chapter 3 verse 13. The apostle mentioned there that no one can claim that they have arrived. Philippians chapter 3 verse 13. He said, brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are what? And so our plan for this ecclesia, our plan for this assembly, as we are staying truthful unto the call of God over us, is that in this coming year, because we use the rest of December to prepare for the coming year, if the Lord tarries. And that is to see that all areas where we have slacked, that we will walk on them and God will raise us to the new level in Jesus' name. So, in the next few minutes, because we will spend quality time to do two things this morning, quickly pray for needs again and also worship God a lot, I'll give you three cardinal pillars of love. This primarily is a church that is called to love. And the only way God will judge us on the last day is not by any other thing. It's not by the buildings we buy. Thank God for that. It's not by any other means, but how much have we shown love? So, three things I have here quickly that are the cardinal pillars of love. Number one, we must forgive each other's sins. You'll be surprised that's the first thing. Forgive each other's sins. <laughs> because many at times... What separates people is the issue of he or she has offended me and I'm taking that to heart. 
As long as that is there, it will be difficult to move forward in love. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 32. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 32. It says, And be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. Amen. Forgiveness is about forgive. Even before the person has offended you, make up your mind that when they step on your toes by the special grace of God, you won't hold that to your heart. You will let it pass. And it takes a lot of grace to do that. Colossians chapter 3 verse 13, it says about the same thing. Colossians chapter 3 verse 13. Forgiveness we give ahead. Bearing with one another. Amen. And forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another. Hallelujah. Even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do. Amen. Since you have joined this church maybe two months ago, two years ago, 20 years ago, did you ever have complaint against anyone? If you are human, you must have. But God is saying, let us forgive one another. Number two, we must forbear one another's slant. Amen. First one is forgive each other's sins. The next one is forbear each other's slant. What do I mean by slant? We are all not standing straight. We all have our crookedness to our nature. You agree with me? Or you don't? Well, ask people that are living close with you. They will tell you. There's something about you that is not quite straight. Amen. And um, where you don't <laughs> that's the truth. You may want to pretend that everything is straight like that. No, 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 no. Uh, people that are close to me, they tell me that. My wife told me one yesterday, you know, but it's none of your business to know that. <laughs> so if you can volunteer your own crookedness, I probably will give you mine too. Hallelujah. And I'm not promising as well. Hallelujah. So, but we must forbear each other. Amen. You should know that that's the way he does things. That's the way she does things. Some people, they've made life so miserable for themselves because they just want everybody to be like them. How boring the world will be. And there should be somebody there that has been, that has been prodded all the time. And he's crying out. <laughs> we all are different. And God has made us different. Amen. And I think somebody once said, you know, you don't define normality by yourself. I normally do. I normally define normality by myself. And I'm still defining it. If you are taller than me, you are too tall. If you are shorter than me, why are you so short? If you are just one kilogram bigger than I am, you are fat. You understand what I mean? And everybody must wear glasses because that's normal. That's how ridiculous it is, isn't it? And after you wear your glasses, go and bleach your beard. If your black beard is not white. We are different, amen? And so when we see, let us celebrate our differences. We talk differently. I've got my accent and I love it, Amen? It's not Nigerian. It's not Scottish. It's an hybrid plucked from somewhere. But all glory to God. I am who I am. Glory be to the name of the Lord. Let's celebrate our differences. Amen. Because that is what God has called us to do. 
Ephesians chapter 4, verse 2, what does it say? Ephesians chapter 4, verse 2. And I'm not denying the fact that uh, just Ephesians 4, verse 2, you need to help yourself. Okay, I, normally, people don't get anyway. All right. He said, with all lowliness and gentleness, with long-suffering, bearing with one another, do what? In bearing with one another. And um, Romans chapter 15, verse 1, puts it in another wonderful way. And that is to deal with Roma, uh, Romans chapter 15, verse 1. That is to deal with people that are genuinely annoying. You agree with me? Oh, these very loving people. I was expecting the chorus of, ah, yes, I know them. You know, that's people who are genuinely annoying. But thank God that you must have got a good heart of love. I'm not even hearing a chorus from you. I say, it's true, ah, you know. So maybe you don't see anybody as annoying. Amen. He said, we then who are strong ought to bear with the scruples, that's a big word, of the weak and not to please ourselves. Let's look at the New Living Translation. It might probably interpret the word scruples for us. I'm not very sure I know the full dictionary meaning of that. We who are strong must be considerate of those who are sensitive about things like this. We must not just please ourselves. So people are just sensitive. Some of them are oversensitive. You agree with me? Mm-hmm. Okay, good. So that's, that's shocking. You know? Things must just be the way they want it. They end up being miserable. But it says even then, it's immaturity that makes them feel that way. So if you are mature, you don't also act in oversensitive manner. The way he greeted me, the way she greeted me, the way he talks, the way she talks. You know, if they keep going on about that, where you don't lash out at the same time. I was somewhere, you know, someplace, and somebody made a very false statement based out of absolute ignorance. And I had this tendency of making the person look very foolish. But years have passed since I gave my life to Christ. <laughs> and it's one of those, you see, those temp- some temptations are stronger than even sin. So such a strong temptation for me because I wanted to tear the person to shreds. Was saying absolutely what she didn't know. And she was saying in such a way as to cause chaos, as to pull things down, as to, and I had to restrain myself. Up to this point, when I was going back this day, that's why I remember. I still remember it. But bear with them. Those of you that are mature, they will learn one day. Nobody can destroy what God is building. Nobody can pull down when God is lifting up. It's not the argument. It's not making them look bad that we change anything. Who have not spoken since I got born again? Who have not spoken since we started this as, you know, growing church? As the, have they stopped anything? Has the door shut for one day? Even when Hita broke down this morning and I said, Lord, have mercy. Yeah, I see this in a warm room now. I said, what happened? The thing just came on? Ah, that's miracle of God. I mean, you will have come into 13 degrees centigrade inside the hall this morning. I was here very, yes, I was here, you know. The normal time I come in and the rest of that. And I just heard a noise in the roof. And I knew the central heater stroke air conditioner have given way. When there, the thing was really stopping my prayer. Went and check and check and went like I said, look, that's your problem. You heard it now. I have to prepare. The man is more spiritual. Immediately, immediately he came, he just laid hand on the thing and he came on. <laughs> come on, clap for that anointed man. I mean, with all my prayer, the thing didn't start. So, slide just came in. He said, Jesus' name. Hita came on. 
nothing can stop what God is doing. You understand what I'm saying? If he's in it, he will fulfill what he has planned to do. Don't make a case for yourself. That's where I'm going. Forbear one another. Let them say what they have to say. Let them think what they have to think. But let God continue to be the wind in your sail. Let his power continually be upon you. So number one, cardinal pillar of law. What do we say? Forgiving each other's. Number two, forbearing each other's slants. And number three, foresee each other's state. That means look ahead and know the need of others. Because many a time, and, and if I have 30 minutes, which I don't, I would have loved to spend it on this one. But let's look at Philippians chapter 2, verse 20. So you must forgive, you must forbear, and you must foresee. Don't even wait until they tell you I have this need. God can show you. For I have no one like-minded who will sincerely care for your state. Wow. That's the description of a person like you. Let's look at chapter 2, verses 1 and 2 again. That's in chapter 2 of Philippians. And let's look at it in context. Therefore, if there is any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any affection and mercy, verse 2, please, Fulfill my joy by being like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. Then he went to verse 20 and spoke of this same Timothy that he is the guy. Go back to verse 20 for me, please. That was the old passage in context. There's no one like him who will care sincerely for your state. You need to know the state of your neighbor. And that area, God needs to help us. It's not in vain that week after we, Pastor Ruben, will be closing and we'll be saying, please, let's greet one another. You know what we're trying to do? We're trying to know the state of one another. Rakule shared one of, this, one of the uh, workers' meetings. If you are missing those volunteer workers' meetings, if you're not a worker, if you want to join, come to the meeting. They will show you what to do because there are incredible things that are being shared there and God is breathing on it. And he shared clearly. Sometimes we say, good, we say, how are you? We ask, how are you? Without really asking, how are you? You agree with me? Come, uh, Dr. Petros. Come, Petros. You know, there's a world of difference between, good morning, brother. How are you doing? Fine, thank you very much. Okay? And, how are you? <laughs> I'm better, yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm better, say, how are you? Tell me, how are you? How are you? It's, it's not been easy. So oh, thank you. I know. <laughs> Hallelujah. Put your hands together. And, and, and we miss it, don't we? We miss it. We miss it. And all the cliches of it is well. And by the time anybody tells you, um, uh, you know, Petros, I say, I say ah, Pastor, it is well. You are not living. Because it has to really be well before you leave. That's the way it should be. Amen. So we need to know each other's state. Amen. We need to take time and ask good questions and, and take people's phone numbers. Sorry, I'm sorry. It might look I'm sharing child's stuff with you. Hmm? But what trips off most of the time are child stuff, isn't it? They are, they are Sunday school stuff you know, that they do upstairs. But because the things of God are not complex. The things of God they are not highfalutin. 
They are simple things. And if we will keen to them, we will see what God has planned to do for us as a people. Amen. Amen. And we shall be known by this. Because John chapter 13 verse 35 says that, doesn't it? And I think that should be a memory verse for everyone who is a member or an associate or a friend of this local assembly. What does it say? Read together with me. Do you know it's possible for someone to be here just within 30 minutes to know how loving we are? It will show in everything we do, from my preaching, to the songs we sang, to the prayers. It will show. By this, all we know. That's why I gave you all the background, the kind of prayers we pray. To some, it's, it's why, why do you bother? No, we bother because I'm, I'm not as teased until you are teased. And you shouldn't be at ease until I'm at ease. So by this, all we know that you are my disciples. Do you know that the easiest way to evangelize is actually by loving? And I'm not just talking of, you know, people hiding under that. Not wanting to go and speak. There are times we need to speak. We need to preach the gospel. You say they cannot believe until they have heard the preaching. You agree with that. But above all, we can do a lot of evangelism by people walking in here and they can sense there's love here. That the person that is coming for the first time today, we say, I'm so overwhelmed by love. He said, they are choking me with their love. Oh, Lord, turn this place into that. So that all of us, we may eat out of it in abundance. What shall we say to these things? What is the future life? Number one, we will continue to do what we've been doing. Amen. We continue to look for s- groups of people, two they may be, larger number they may be, who are still in need of God's visitation, and all of us we will pray until they get it. Number two, we will spend more time in knowing each other better. And so, I've been ringing that. If you belong to a department, it's a good place for you to start. Departmental leaders and ministries, they're quite aware of that, that we need to foster a strong bond amongst ourselves. Number three, we are looking forward to having strong house-caring fellowships. And for the rest of the month of December, we begin to roll out in bits and pieces up to the extent that anyone that can regard himself or herself as a member of this church, at least you should be registered in a house fellowship. Now, I'm not telling you about more meetings to attend. It would be lovely if you attend those as caring fellowships. But more importantly, we want a small group of people to be aware you are there so that they can care for you. Does that sound very good? So that is the goal. And so we will explain that more as the month goes on. And I'm trusting that the Lord will perfect it for us in Jesus' name. Finally, Colossians chapter 3, verse 14. Colossians 3.14, supposed to be a 30-minute talk. Time flies. Shall we read this together? One, two, go, please. Hallelujah. Don't let me task you upstairs. I would have loved to, but let me read it in parallel version so I can read as many verses of that as possible. What is it again? Colossians. So it might be worth memorizing as well. So I'll do that in parallel version. Okay. 
I start with the New King James Version. He said, but above all things, put on love, which is the bond of perfection. Amen? The New Living Translation says, above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds us all together in perfect harmony. The Contemporary Greek Version says, love is more important than anything else. It is what ties everything completely together. Above all, be loving. Another one says, this ties everything together nicely. Message says, and regardless of what else you put on, regardless of the nice clothes that we all put on today, and the gold and the diamonds, and those of you that love diamonds, may God help you to buy more. Yeah. And it's a genuine prayer, sincerely. It's an investment. I mean, and we don't take it when we leave here anyway. There's nothing we take anyway. And regardless of what you put on, wear what is your basic all-purpose garment. Never be without it. May the Lord close us with love. And may his light continue to shine upon us. You'd like to stand up with me so that we can say simple prayers. I want to declare over us. There's no one that will come in here that will be bereft of God's love. You will experience it. Somehow, you will, uh, when you come in here, you come in to do things. Even as a newcomer, you come in to receive love and you come in to give love. Mm-hmm. So, but by the time you're already a month or two old in this church, we expect that you should be given plenty of love. For the Spirit of the Lord, we do it for us in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you. We thank you. Your love is beyond what we can think or imagine. And we pray that as we take one or two prayer points very, very quickly, fill our hearts with heavenly love. May we pray from the position of Christ's love one for another. May we look beyond our own need just for a moment so that we can focus on the need of others. Do it for us, Lord, we pray. In Jesus' marvelous name, we pray. Please, when we are giving, during our Thanksgiving, because I will skip that now, I will leave enough time for the Thanksgiving. Um, So please, uh, let's focus a lot. Give thanks to God. Let your heart be free. Amen? But I want us to pray into one or two things very quickly. There are people who are lonely here and who carry a lot of burden. I want you to pray with me that God will lift every burden off their shoulder that they will be lonely no more. Now, you know, if you pray simply like that, because I didn't have a list of prayer, but I'm, I'm depending upon the Holy Spirit to, to give us as a word of knowledge, knowing particular needs that are in the room. So I want you to pray it as confessional prayer so that we can all pray energetically and pray passionately and just say, Father, in the name of Jesus, we ask, oh God, that everyone and anyone who is burdened and is lonely remove their burden, oh God, and give them company in the name of Jesus.
Lift your voices and pray with me. Just for about 30 seconds. But pray from the bottom of your heart with me. That is there anyone, oh God, might be my neighbor. The person might be bubbly on the outside, but I said, cry, cry on the inside that they are so lonely fighting the battles of life alone. That is not your plan. That is not your purpose for any one of us, oh God. Lift our burdens, oh God, we pray. Because we have called us, Lord, that we should foresee. And you are the only one that can give foresight. I don't know what I can give revelation of the various states of each and every one of us. Pour your spirit upon us and you, oh God, and lift every burden from the shoulder of your people in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. We're going to pray that as many as are laboring and there seems to be nothing to show for it, that will change. I say that will change. It might be laboring in relationship and there seems to be no progress being made. That will change in the name of the Lord Jesus. And uh, another word for laboring and not getting the right result is called fruitlessness. Another word for fruitlessness is called barrenness. And it can cut across many areas of our lives, spiritually, ministry-wise, in our physical body, in terms of whatever, in our finance, in our, all that we do. Lord, let barrenness be banished in our midst. There shall no longer be fruitlessness, but there shall be fruitfulness. Fruitfulness. Oh, in the name that's above all names, I declare, be fruitful. That was the first blessing the Father pronounced upon his creature. He said, go and dominate and be fruitful and replenish the heart. So we go back to the original and we say, Lord, in the name that's above all names, let there be no barrenness in the house. But let there be abundance of fruitfulness in the name of the Lord Jesus. Oh, glory be to the name of the Lord. Glory be to the name of the Lord. Glory be to the name of the Lord. Then God blessed them and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Amen. And have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over everything that is there. In the name of Jesus Christ, we shall call fruitfulness into our midst right now. You shall say, Father, in the name of Jesus, we stand on your word. We say, be fruitful and multiply. Fountain of love and all therein. Be fruitful. And multiply in the name of Jesus. Lift your voices and pray that last prayer point. It's all encompassing, Lord. We cry out. Let your passion, let your desire, let our heart cry be heard unto by the Father. That student will be fruitful. You will not just keep studying and getting nothing. That young man, that young woman in your career, you will be fruitful. Your labor shall bring promotion. Your labor shall bring increase. Your labor shall bring enlargement. You will not be doing hard labor, but you will be doing work in, 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 in a wise way that will bring appropriate results in the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, eternal Father. In Jesus' marvelous name we pray.
This is our prayer, O oh God. Hear us from on high. We are bound ourselves over to your command that we shall be loving. We shall remember each other in prayer. We shall believe that none is whole until others have been touched as well. Make us a loving house. And let the world see it and draw to you. For every declaration we have made today, answer speedily, O oh God. And I pray very soon before the end of this year, your promise of rejoicing shall be our portion in the name of Jesus. Thank you, eternal Father. In Jesus' marvelous name we pray. Hallelujah. Praise For more information on what you've heard, please visit our website at www.fountainoflove.org.uk. You'll also find other media presentations available to you. Stay blessed in Christ Jesus. Amen.